<laughs> Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Hotter than they are. Welcome to the good, the bad, and the sequel. This is the movie podcast where we're talking sequels, and we do it in two parts. The first, an interview with an actor or someone involved that made the film we're watching, and the second, a discussion of the sequel, what they got right, what they got wrong, and how it could have been better. Really hope you enjoyed last week's interview with cousin Catherine herself, Miriam Flynn. So cool talking about her Second City days, right out of the gate, landing a sitcom. So cool. And her relationship with friend of the podcast and one of our favorites ever, Lance Kinsey. So if you haven't listened to that yet, go back and listen to it after this week's move. <laughs> this is the opportunity that we have. Last year, we covered Jack Frost 2 for our Christmas movie. And this year, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Before I introduce you to my partner in the sequel watching journey, I got to tell you, subscribe rate us wherever you're listening and also follow us on all social media at sequels only. And here's my partner on the sequel watching journey, Jamie Riccardi. Jamie, how you doing? I'm feeling pretty, pretty good, Doug. How are you feeling? Pretty good, man. This is the, not only is this my favorite vacation movie, it is my favorite title track. I like the title track to this better, better than holiday road. This is like a staple Christmas song. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's definitely a staple Christmas song. I, I, this is my second favorite vacation. Ooh, okay. I like the first. I do like the first one. The first one is is so original. You know, it's so good, and I love Holiday Road. I mean, uh, you know, so I I'm a big fan. But this is probably one of my outside of Die Hard, my second favorite Christmas movie. Oh, controversial. Some people are gonna be like, "Oh, it's not a Christmas movie." It is a Christmas movie. Damn it. Yeah, they're not they're not movie fans then. <laughs> But I I do have right off the bat. I mean, I love this movie. So I mean, and you know, I do have one question though. Shoot, is this really a Christmas vacation? No, it is not a Christmas vacation. So I mean, so that's the only thing. Like it's you know, all this is what the fourth one in the franchise. Oh no, the third uh, one. Third third one, but it's four of them, right? And so three out of the four they go on vacation. Yeah, this one's this one's not vacation. I know it isn't a vacation. It's not even like. (laughs) They have work vacation. Oh, I guess they sort of do because they're all done with work for the year. It seemed on yeah. like the 22nd. I think that's a reach. It's not, you know, like I, I, they, they, I think they, the titles could have been changed to something, you know, I don't know, but I still love it. But I'm just saying it's not really a vacation. <laughs> yeah. It's like if they would have went to one of the in-laws houses or if they went to Eddie's, right. then it could be that, a well, vacation. Right. Could have been like the Griswold's. Happy holidays or something. I don't know. <laughs> but that wouldn't fit in their blank vacation. European vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation. All right. Then they, then they should have went to Aunt Edna or whatever. Aunt, what's it? Bethany? They should have went to Bethany's house. That that would have been, you know, because they could have done the same exact stuff there. They could have. Clark could have, you know, so. All right. Whatever. We're past that. And how about this? <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham was asked to do the title track because he did Holiday Road. This is the only movie that's not... Maybe because they're not on the road in this movie, really. So they're not going on vacation. But he turned it down because he didn't want to be known as a soundtrack musician. It's like, come on, man. That's, People that's, have careers over that. Uh, Kenny Loggins, uh, yes. the guy that does Toy Story. What's his name? Uh, Randy Newman. Uh, Randy Newman. So, yeah, come on. But 
So wait, so so Holiday Road is in all the other three movies? All three I know movies. it's in the first one. Oh, it is. Okay. It's in European right. and it's definitely in Vegas when uh, Brinkley yeah. comes back, when she has the baby okay. in the car. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and just a all cool right. way to kick the movie off with like the cartoon and you have all like the little things that are happening to Santa during the beginning with the song. I, you know what? I love the cartoon. I, I know, I know a lot of people like, you know, I, I was reading some comments that like they hated the beginning of it. I loved it. Like that's what the eighties yeah. did. They, they did it in, in so many movies, Pink Panther. They did it love in, it. I think, uh, better off, better off dead and one crazy summer. And like all those movies, like they have the cartoon beginning. I think they're funny. I think they're, you know, it's a great way than just staring at credits. Yeah, no, totally. No. And it's John Hughes, the greatest, the greatest comedy writer of all time. Agreed. It's, it's gold, Agreed. everything he does. And it's so crazy. I, you almost forget about these movies because they don't talk about them as much, but this story is the second one he ever wrote for national lampoons. This one was called vacation 59. And it was about like, I don't know if his stories were like, Maybe they were about when he was a kid. Maybe his dad is Clark Griswold. And his mom's Ellen. I don't know. I could see that. I could see that. Because I mean, like, I mean, like, yeah. But you know, I think, I think Clark is a part of every every dad. Like every dad that you know has some kind of Clark in him. Yeah. You know, whether it's singing in the car or anal about lights or like, you know, whatever, like, or wants the, the family vacation, you know, you got, you know, on time and everything. I think every dad has a little of Clark. Some dads have more Clark in him, but I just think every dad, like Clark's a piece of every dad. He is. And the fact that this movie starts off with one of the options oh. that you just mentioned, when it's just him belting, Derek, the halls with bells of Ollie. <laughs> Top uh, and, and like his voice when he sings, because he sings later on also. He does like an opera voice, like 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 every time, like he really like goes out of his way, you know. Now is that the, that's the same car from the first movie, right? The station wagon. Is that hmm. a station? I don't know. Is it the same? I don't know if it's the same brown panel with green. Is it? I think so. How how many station wagons look like that? I don't know, but I was trying to think. That one got destroyed. Well, that's that was my thing. So, like, that one got destroyed, but this looks well. Considering the kids are all different ages in every movie, I'm sure they they have no problem having uh, the same car in every movie. I do love that that they have different kids in there. I think that's the coolest thing. I wonder if they went in thinking that. Well, obviously, like if you think about them, not Dana Barron, even though she was in Death Wish Four, so maybe she wasn't available for European or the other one. But it was it's cool that they did do that. The different well, kids. They, they, okay. So, but, but what I, did they change the ages also? Like, wasn't Rusty older than Audrey in the first movie? I feel like he was older than Audrey in the first movie. I don't know. I don't remember like what the ages were, but they look like they're sort of the same ages, like Galecki and. Well, no, I, see, I, I feel like it. No, I see. I think she looks older in this movie. Like Juliet Lewis looks way older than Galecki in this movie. Well, she is older, like, yeah. She supposedly is like hooking up with college guys, right? That's what I mean. So, like, but in the other movies, I feel like Rusty was looked like he was older in European, and and oh. Rusty like Anthony he Michael Hall looked like older. he was older than. That's what I mean. Like it's so not only is it like they're different ages, but like they keep changing who's older. <laughs> Like, do you think do you think they're like ah, the audience audience won't, you know, they can't tell the difference. <laughs> I think that's the joke. I think that's <laughs> what probably John Hughes and like Harold Ramis, like these people thought about it. and Chevy, like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we had these kids that 
pretty much the only time they really age and they don't even in Vegas vacation. Audrey is, Oh, Audrey's a little bit older and rusty in Vegas vacation because he right. needs a fake ID and she doesn't. Right. Right. But, but they also got backwards because rusty gets younger in this movie. <laughs> he does. He's really young. <laughs> so, but, but okay. So they obviously didn't know they were going to have three or four vacations. So like, I wonder like, what was their thought behind the second one? Like they couldn't get the same two kids. So they're like, all right, just destroy. Like, I wonder how like that process. And then when they realized they couldn't have the same two kids, they're like, all right, you know what? Let's run with this gag then. Like, I, I don't know if that was the original plan, like to have it like a joke like that. But I think they kind of was forced into that joke. Yeah, I would say Anthony Michael Hall in the first one in 82, 83, the first one came out. He blew up after that. So I'm, I'm not saying right. he wouldn't have done it because he was above it, but he was doing so many other of the John Hughes movies. Yeah. It probably just didn't work. And then they probably did run with it. But you know what's crazy about it? This movie, when it came out, the same week it came out, Back to the Future 2 came out. It lost to Back to the... Oh, I don't know if they came out the same week, but when it premiered, Back to the Future 2 was like the number one movie in America. This was two. And then like it ended up taking it over like three weeks in. But this winter, there was only two Christmas movies and Galecki is in both of them. Prancer. Prancer came out the same Christmas season and he's in both of them. Who is that? That's not Dudley Moore, is it? Um, I thought Prancer. I thought the guy in Prancer. That's not Sam Neill. Why well, don't Dudley Moore was an elf in one of the movies that one of those 80s, you know, movie. was it Fred Savage in one of them, too? Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm not big on the <laughs> other 80s. <laughs> I saw Prancer a long time ago, but oh, all right. But yeah, you get it like the kids, like just talking about them. You know, I have Galecki, who's a monster. Like he was in so much. He never stopped acting like Roseanne. And then he'd had all these small little parts in movies. And then boom, he blows up with Big Bang Theory. He does. But, you know, it's funny. Like, you know, if you watch some of his stuff from, you know, like Roseanne to Big Bang Theory, he was also in um, Suicide Kings. I don't know if you ever saw that with, oh, yeah. with Dennis Leary. And he played like a geek there. So, like, you know, you, you see him here. He's kind of like a cool kid. Like, yeah. he's not like dorky. Like, you know, like, so, like, I wonder what happened to him that he's just started getting the geeky roles. Like, I, like, he, he, you would never think that. Like, you know, I don't know. Like, there must have been something that just so, either he just did, he just grew into it and turned to, into a geek on his own or just like, I don't know. Cause I, I didn't, I don't see that path if I just saw this movie. Yeah. Well, I guess Hollywood, as soon as you do that one role, I don't know if he's like a geek and prancer. But you get that role, you stick with it. Like Dean Cameron. Anthony. Dean Cameron was the number one on the call sheet just from summer school. If there was a role like that, he was the first one to read for it. So I get well, you. Get Anthony that. Michael. Look at Anthony Michael Hall. I mean, how many yeah. movies was he's the geek? You know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and then Juliette <laughs> Lewis. I think just oh. what she's done and the way she's transitioned, even in like the last like five, six years. Yeah. Some badass cop roles that she's been in. Well, she's she's in a big, big show right now. Uh, Yellow, Yellow Jackets. Jackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's great. And just the way this movie jumps right into it, you know, like the he's singing Deck the Halls. They're going right to, you know, buy the Christmas tree. Well, you have the road rage first. Yes, the road rage. OK. And, you know, uh, you know, and, you know, I, I think we've all had that road rage before. And, and he Clark's such a dork, you know, when he does it. But like it was it was very funny. Like and, and here's a, a fact that I heard that the truck used in that that road rage was the same truck from Overboard. It is. I read that too. I love that you heard. I love that you say you heard it. 
Like you have an assistant that whispers things in well, your ears. Well, I, I, I have a lot of connections in Hollywood. <laughs> it's like that sketch on <laughs> my favorite sketch on SNL on update with Bobby Boynihan when he was the Italian guy when people were feeding him the news. <laughs> hey, did you hear about this one? <laughs> That's what that sound. You know, I heard it. I heard from someone. Oh, I was hanging out. And, and I was hanging at like, Musso and Frank's, and I was taking a leak. I was training a lizard, and some producer came up and said, "Hey, Jamie, I know you're recording a podcast tomorrow. Did you know that pickup truck was the same one and over?" Listen, don't be bitter because I have a lot of friends in high places. <laughs> oh man! And this scene when he with the trucker, the way he's gonna pass that the truck with the road rage when he's getting ready to go under that, like happened in new jersey like two weeks ago not with a logging truck but somebody pulled same kind of thing under a tractor trailer they got stuck the trucker didn't know that they were under other people called the cops and luckily the car still went Wait, was going with it and the car the car was still driving underneath the whole time yeah because you know like i i was watching watch this movie i'm like how is that possible how are the wheels on the truck keeping up with the truck the car like Without like, I I just felt like it. I mean, it, it was a funny stunt, but like, I was wondering, can that really happen? And I guess it can. Yeah, if you get stuck and you're, I guess you're pressing the gas long enough, or even if you're smart enough to pop it in neutral, you're gonna go the same speed as the truck. Okay, so that was a huge truck. How did Chevy Chase not see it? Well, he's a doofus. He is. He's, I, no, he's yeah, but he he. If you watch the movie, he was literally looking straight ahead. <laughs> So, I mean, like, it wasn't like he was, like, reading the paper or the map. He was literally looking at the road. That car, half the truck was ahead of his car. Yeah, I know. Because, so, <laughs> this, it, I find it impossible that he did not see that truck. He had so, he was filled with so much rage from the rednecks in outside of Chicago. It is blind. Red, I don't know if there's rednecks outside of Chicago. I'm sure there are rednecks <laughs> everywhere, but he was filled with so much rage. And talk about a guy that is a horrible driver. He trashes cars in every movie. Did he trash a car in European? I'm sure he did. But oh, yeah, and the little is he, car. Wait, yeah. is he a horrible driver? Because it seems that every time he does go off road, he he lands exactly to the place where he's supposed to be. Because <laughs> in the first one, he lands right at the hotel. At the motel. Yeah. In the parking lot. Here he lands right where the, the trees were. So is he really a horrible driver? Well, I, well, I, forget, you know, you're forgetting the part where he drove off the road in the desert in the first one <laughs> and needed to be towed away. But <laughs> Okay. So okay. One out of three, he doesn't make it. But he'll two, he still makes it to where he needs to go. Yeah. And I love that they always do that when you see the stunt car hit the snow pile because he avoids the the monster snowblower. When he avoids it, you see the tr- the station wagons front get like caved in, but no, it's perfectly flying <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. Well, considering again, it got totaled in the first movie and he's still driving. I'm I'm still standing by that it's the same. Yeah, we gotta check wagon. that one. That's great. Yeah, That'd awesome. be a great gag if it is the same one. That's awesome. It's gotta be. <laughs> So then they're going to look for a Christmas tree. He picks a tree. This is how dumb he is. Okay. The, he, yeah. He he walks past about 500 trees. <laughs> he's literally like in the middle of like Alaska. Uh, it looks like he's in the That's middle of Alaska like. walking in his own. And if you and on the outside of where they were walking, there were there was a there were rows and rows of huge trees. Yeah. So why? Like, what was he like? Did he know that one huge tree was going to be there? 
don't know, but I love it. It's like, oh, oh, what do you mean, Dad? For outside the house? No, in our living room. And the fact that the tree, when he gets it inside, that tree was bit like bigger than their house. Oh, it was so. It, it was like it was like when like Alice in Wonderland when she grows that she her foot goes out the door, her hand goes through the window. Like this tree went to every single way out of the house as possible. But okay, so when they get there and his his whole family is freezing, the kids ask him, or I forget how it came up that he doesn't have an axe. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me how they got that tree out of the ground. Oh, I guess he walked all the way back to the car for his ass off. No, or I mean, or he they dug it out with his hand. And have you ever taken a tree out of the ground? It takes forever. We did it one year, and I've always wanted to do it again. But then I remembered <laughs> how much I hate it crawling under the tree and using a little saw. And how big was the tree? Was it a small? Oh, it was a small tree. Okay, I mean, I I took a bush out of the ground, and it took me forever. So yeah. can you imagine taking the roots of that hum- humongous? I mean, like that is a humongous tree. I don't I don't see that happening. That could have been a good bit if they left him there and then you saw the calendar change and he's still there. He's sleeping there and he keeps doing it. But uh, when he's talking to Audrey and he goes, isn't it a beautiful Audrey? And Ellen goes, Clark, she'll see it later. Her eyes are frozen. <laughs> and and it, it literally had like, it looked like it was like ice all around her eyes. Like they were like really frozen. And and have you ever picked up a, like like a log from a tree that's like really thick? Like I they cut down a tree in my house last summer. And like they cut into pieces and I'm trying to move it off my grass. I can't even move like part of the tree that was like cut into a log. They carry, they drag this humongous tree themselves <laughs> yeah. through the snow. That was so deep that there, it was like up to the knees as they were walking and they were able to get that tree to their car. And not even that, get it to the car and then lift it <laughs> six feet to put on top of the car. And that car stood like, was able to hold that. You think that yeah. they would crawl? And how are they getting it through the front house? The front door. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> a lot of questions about the tree. Uh, lots of questions. And now we got a lot of questions about, I think the people that are like, they're always labeled when you watch the movie as like the bad neighbors and the, like the a-holes, but Todd and Margo, oh. they are just trying to mind their own business. They're typical eighties, high fashion, new technology. We hear CD mentioned they're wearing the, the shiny like silver workout suits. The, the sweat, yeah, but they look like they don't belong in a neighborhood. No. Like they, they look like they belong in a mu- like a rich area. Like they're, they're way, they're way too proper and fancy to be in that neighborhood. They should be in downtown. They should, but Clark does have a big house. Now, is this the same house he had in the first movie? Like, I think they only showed like one or two like rooms in the first movie. Like when they were playing the video game, when he was trying to like do the. Oh, you heard about when he was showing his trip for the. the yeah, yeah. And uh, Anthony Michael. Hall and then Rusty, the Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it kind of. Uh, I don't know. I feel like the other house, if I can remember correctly, the garage was on the left. I, I'm just remembering because I remember when he pulls, he he pulls the the family truckster in, and I just remember being on the left side of the house. We'll go to the videotape. I have a good memory like that. Uh, all and right. this one is on the right side. Okay. All right. So then he went up. He moved up because this house is pretty big. It is. Okay. Well, no. He. What are you talking about? He's in the food additive game. That's where all the money's at, man. Oh. Okay. All right. Although <laughs> I don't, I question some of their products based on later on. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, Julia this time, and I don't know. Was Nicholas Guest, uh, the guy who played Todd, was he on SNL in those years too? Or just Chris? 
I think just Chris. Okay. Because he looks I'm just like him. At first, I thought it was Christopher, and I'm like, ah, he looks a little different. But they were great. They're dynamic, and Julia looks well. She she's awesome. Like, and she's so funny. I mean, like she. I mean, she she controlled as the neighbor. She was like, she was the highlight. I mean, she was yeah. so funny. Like, you know, yeah. Oh no! But like I said, they they don't belong. I I like the once he one line they said to him, like, where where are you gonna put that tree or something like that? And Clark goes, "Why don't you bend over and I'll show you." <laughs> And he's like, oh, I'm not going to do that. He's like, oh, not you. Her. <laughs> Clark does have a, a couple of good lines here. I mean, it's oh, pretty funny. He has so many great lines in this whole movie. He's so yeah. funny. And one of my, I think one of the underrated jokes, I love when we do these comedy movies, especially one like this, because there's a lot of not like jokes with lines. There's like those little jokes that some people might not like as much. I think one of my favorite things, like the drinking problem in Airplane and Airplane 2 was the sap after he finally gets the train with the chainsaw and when he is doing the magazine and she's ripping everything off and when he goes to kiss her goodbye and good night hair stuck lamps so how did he get his clothes on then <laughs> or was it sap or like what kind of magazine was he looking at oh maybe they just did something I, i'm just because she didn't have sap on her she swallowed it <laughs> I gotta say, she is so gorgeous, really. Like, think about her from the first movie and just man. Okay, she she is way out of his league. Oh, yeah. He must be like a mule. He must be because Sparky. Okay, so that okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Where does Sparky come from? I don't know. Like what? Like is, is Sparky a nickname for Clark? Like I mean, like I I don't think they ever in any of the movies. I don't think they address Sparky. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to think. I whenever hear when I think hear Sparky, first thing I think of is a dog. A dog, of course. Yeah, I don't know if he's a uh, maybe. That's how he is in the bedroom. A dog. He humps like a dog. Is, is, it, all right, is, is, that's a good quality. You're know. like a dog in the bedroom. Well, I guess in life, <laughs> in life, it's a bad quality in the bedroom. Positive. Hey, all right. <laughs> I thought Sparky. I just, I just, I wrote that down. I'm like, you know what? She says it a few times, and I'm like, because she does say she switches from Clark to Sparky, like almost like when she's mad, she says Clark, and then when she's like happy with him, she says Sparky. Yeah, or she's trying to pump him up because one time he's really sad, and she's like Sparky. <laughs> but no, and they're talking about the whole point of this movie is this will be the first time that he ever hosted Christmas with. And it was funny because this is like seven days before Christmas, I think. And she goes, oh, my mom called and they're going to come for Christmas. And he's like, oh, OK, great. And that is a nightmare. It's, it's more than seven days because I think I think the first date is like the 14th. No, oh, it is that early. OK, yeah, I think so. So which brings me to like wonder he's hosting Christmas for the first time. He was planning on having the family there for two weeks. That's insane. Like they're totally insane. So like, yeah, I mean, I, I just don't like, yeah, that was, I mean, unless they're out of town, I guess, maybe, I don't know. After four hours, I'm fake yawning. <laughs> <laughs> and they arrive together. Oh, that's a, the biggest nightmare. And I love the music that they played. It oh. was almost like kind of like psycho-ish, like a horror theme. Every kid is like stops and they go to the door. And this is what I wrote down. There is a certain age that you get to that all you talk about is your health oh, issues. Hemorrhoids and, and everything. About. 
Yeah, and and but they literally made the the parents exactly the, the stereotype that you hear about all the time. Loud, the the in laws always always grumpy. You know, complaining about this, complaining about like the Seinfelds, always complaining. Like it's just they really gave them the stereotype of the annoying parents and in laws. Yeah, and the mom, Clark's mom, in real life, she's only eight years older than him. <laughs> Wait, they Clark? Yeah, they made her look older, but she's only <laughs> only an eight year difference. <laughs> That's hysterical. Yeah. Well, uh, Estelle Getty was the youngest one of the Golden Girls. I know that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> so then we talk about we, his career. We see him at work, and we see him with a great character actor, Sam McMurray, who's like so great. He's great in King Adam's Queens. family. King of he's Queens. He's also King the of boss. Queens. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's so funny. Do people do that at jobs that when you can get a big bonus at the end of the year, when you're asking them, what will you do with it? That was like, I'm like, whoa, dude, back off. And and at this point, shouldn't you know if you're getting a bonus or not? Uh, well, like, he thinks he is. Everybody no, I, well, is no, under he the definitely impression. thinks he is. Yeah. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like in, in, in real life, when you're at your job, you know how the company's doing. You know how your individual, like, you know if you're getting a bonus or not because you got to count on that money. So yeah. the fact that he thinks he's getting it and based on all the things that he plans on doing and we find out later on, how big does this bonus does he think he's getting? Because it <laughs> seems like it's a massive bonus. Well, and for back then, the pool, he put down a $7,500 deposit. Deposit. Correct. So, so that must have been, let's say if they wanted you to put 50% down, 15 grand, his bonus for being a food additive specialist. Not only that, he also offered to fly everybody back <laughs> for the grand insane. opening. That okay. So, I mean, how big of a bonus was he expecting to get? <laughs> uh, especially the nightmare last 10 days that you have, you're going to bring all these people back. Money changes people. That is true. Money. <laughs> then we get Brian Doyle Murray as the boss. Uh, he has a ton of credits, but just thinking about Caddyshack, Wayne's World, he, he just plays this role as like the dick. So perfect. always, always. And I love the fact that he doesn't know Clark's name. I love he that. He calls Clark about get. four different names. Yeah. <laughs> and one of them doesn't even sound like Clark. Like, I think he, once he calls him Mark, but then there was one like he called him like Nick. Like yeah. it was something like just so not Clark. <laughs> And then you have the Chevy, his like, I'm sure it's not riffing that he does sometimes, but when he's like, just oh. ass, ass sniffer. I'm, I, I'm willing to bet. No, he goes, he goes, Merry Christmas or God bless you. God bless him. God bless you. Something like, I, could, I guarantee you he made that up on the spot. Like I, yeah. I, I could see a lot of his rants. I bet you he made up on the spot. Well, like I have that, a funny like, story about the rant that uh, okay. is pretty cool. Well, two, two of them. When the happiest Christmas and then the other one later on, like he has a two big, big rants. And I bet you he made some of it up because that's what they did back then. And he was so good at it. I I could totally see it. No, so good. And then we get him, uh, you know, last minute Christmas shopping, looking for something for Uh. his, uh, his wife. And uh, man, this scene (laughs) is so great. This is is like one of the funniest scenes. Oh, I was just <laughs> smelling, smiling. I was just blouse browsing. This is such a great scene. His wordplay is phenomenal. Oh, like, do you think he made any of this up? What? what I think he probably wrote down 
like real things that you would say to a counter girl and just made it so they were like this about be any. boobs and her body. <laughs> Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season. The yeah, but I can see like pick, picking are. up the underwear. I can see him making that up, yeah. Ooh, like that part. Here. Well, you have your coat on. Yes. Oh, do I? How did that happen? <laughs> because it's cold out. Yes. I love. I love when he loses <laughs> it. Nipply out. I mean nippy out. <laughs> what did I say? Nipple. <laughs> uh, there is a nip in the air. Uh, and then obviously that scene's so long, I couldn't do all of it. But how about when? Jonathan Galecki comes up. Do <laughs> counter girls, I know maybe they make commission on it. I don't know how much, but do they really show almost their ass in order to there was, sell laundry? There was a, there was, I thought I heard about that years ago that like, um, uh, Victoria's Secret, like if you ask them, you know, you don't know the size of whatever your, your girlfriend wears or wife wears, that they'll come out and model it for you. Again, I, I never thought that was true, but I've, I don't know where I heard that before. You know, listen, it was what, the 80s? When did this come out? Uh, eighty nine. No rules okay. in the eighties. That's sure. Ain't no rules in the eighties. So um, I would I would have put it past it that if you asked, I mean, it's just funny because he acts like he he. First of all, he's always horny. Like you know, like he acts like he every time he sees a good looking woman, he always freaks out. Yeah, and <laughs> somehow all these women sort of play uh, flirt with him. I mean, I mean, starting off with Christy Brinkley, which you're ridiculous, you know, and this every movie is a girl flirting with him. Well, it works. Maybe they well, not this girl. Maybe he has well, that it factor because look at his wife. That is true. You that know, he has okay. that thing. He does. He must. He must have that thing. Or maybe he just wears tight pants and they can see it. <laughs> I'm going to flirt with this guy. I don't know. You're right. Every movie. I don't know. European is Christy Brinkley in that movie? I don't no, think so. No, she's th- not. No, she has a callback in the other one. But no, but does he? Well, no, Rusty hooks up in the European. But I don't, does does Clark? I'm sure some girl flirts with Yeah, I was going to say this has got to be. Uh, you know, but he also, he's so he's so dorky because he never knows how to talk to the girls either. Like even when like Chrissy Brinkley went skinny dipping, like he was like awkward in that. Like he was like, you know, this is crazy. This is crazy. Like, you know, like, so he like, I don't know. Like it just he doesn't know how to even talk to women. And he screamed like a girl. He as soon as he jumped in. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up the whole hotel. And I love when he's trying to I love when he explains things to his kids. Oh. Every with time. a very very serious monotone. Yeah. And he, <laughs> And the the best part is the kids always understand him. Like they they just like, yeah, dad, we know. Like they they just they they just know what they have with their dad and they're just like, all right. This is my dad. (laughs) (laughs) This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. And then I wrote down because in the next scene he's putting up the lights with Rusty and like it's did he like inspire Home Improvement? I don't know what year Home Improvement came out, but the whole him setting it up, he hurts himself doing everything, whether it's, you know, stapling his his glove and basically falling off the roof. Well, OK, so I have a few questions about this part. So one those lights are all in a ball 
Like, I mean, they're a complete mess. Yet he has a blueprint of <laughs> for the lights. Like, like that doesn't seem to go together. Like, that you know, like the, 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 that ball that he gives to Rusty to untangle looks like they're lights that have been like around forever. And, you know, you just throw it in a box at the end of the year. Like, it doesn't look like it's supposed to go a certain way. But he does have a blueprint because he keeps looking at it, you know, <laughs> later on when it's not working. Two... Do people actually staple the lights to a house? Because I would think that would be the biggest pain in the ass to take down. I I don't know if people used to. Really? I feel like my dad did that because that was like, yeah, I feel like my dad definitely did that when we were younger. And then you just rip it down. Yank them down. That just seems like it. Because yanking it down, I would think like you might possibly take that in the gutter. Like, I feel like that would be the biggest pain in the ass to do. Like, I don't know if people really did that. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't. You're not supposed to staple it to the gutter because then you're putting holes in the gutter. Usually, it's like to wood. You would staple it to. Okay. Well, did he do it to the gutter or did he do it to? A wood? I feel like he did it to the gutter because that's when he <laughs> stapled his glove. Okay. And then he <laughs> fell, and then he, you know, made that ice that was sitting in the gutter fly into Todd and Marcos and destroy their CD player. And I like how they they questioned why is it all wet. Like, like there was a broken window and like, <laughs> or they, when they was putting up the lights, I think they said something like, I hope he falls and breaks his neck. I'm sure he'll fall, but I don't think we're lucky enough to have him break his neck. But that is the perfect crime, right? You really wouldn't, you would question why I was wet, but it's not like you would think like an ice cube flew in and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but the only person outside at a time was Clark. You know, I mean, just saying. And now, the fourteenth was a few days ago because that's when everybody came in. He's only is now putting up the lights a week before Christmas. Yeah, it's like the, he, this is such a big deal. He has the blueprints, like you said. So none of it really like. Drives. You would think he would have done it a month ago. Like yeah. he he's so anal about so many things. Those lights would would be up way before a week before Christmas. Yeah, and he must that's, have a lot of money. Well, not the bonus is going to go for the pool. Flying everyone out and the electric bill because when he oh finally does goodness. get it for a second, the meter is flying, and then another funny like gag, like almost like a airplane ish, uh, you know, uh, naked gun. When you see the nuclear power plant guy have to flip the switch, but yeah, you're, you're the meter was spinning out of control. Yeah. So how much money just for the two seconds it was on? Two seconds. <laughs> and Noah Clark, he's gonna have it on all the time. So just the two seconds, I can't imagine what that cost him. I know. And I love that <laughs> he's trying to get this done. He's trying to like put everything together. And this is like before we just mentioned, like when he finally does get it on. But the he's asking for the drum roll, please. And dude, his in-laws are trashing oh. him so hard well, right to his face. Well, was was this a scene when they all try to do the drum roll and his father couldn't do it? He's like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that was almost like Adrian tried to do, say the do, 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 do. And she goes, <laughs> do, 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 do. Like, what? <laughs> uh, so stupid. That part's so bizarre. <laughs> Drum roll. And he's like, come on. <laughs> and, then, and then it doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but Clark is someone that, need, like, he just, he gets so excited about so many things. Like, that drum roll is everything to him. It is. And then he had his kids and he had Ellen calls him Sparky. His parents console him. But I love the scene when we see them all sleeping 
and you get like uh rusty and audrey sharing the same bed creepy really weird i would sleep on the floor one of them uh, that i the wrote the same the thing couch. why you uh, you have it's a big house there's plenty of places they could have slept yeah. why in the same bed and it was like the smallest it was the smallest bed possible so they literally are like sleeping cheek to cheek yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i love clark's dad is reading sassy magazine that was in audrey's room and then ellen's dad is looking at a model named gloria i was trying to think who that was i couldn't see the name too well but well, did, did you notice the posters in uh, Rusty's room? Well, I noticed the one uh, that the dad was looking at. The poster? Yeah. Yeah. You see the one behind the bed? No. It was, was two tur- two turtles having sex. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. When you when you get a chance to go back and look at it, it's literally two turtles having... Uh, that's what, uh, 100% that's what it looked like. It was two turtles, like a turtle <laughs> behind another turtle. That's amazing. Uh, not only is it amazing, it's extremely weird. If that if you have that poster in your room, there's something wrong with you. It is weird, definitely, but it's weird about the company that made that poster. <laughs> Do they have photos of every animal having sex or just that well, animal? Well, see, now I can... Now, okay, so if you're going to buy a poster of two turtles, would you have the other posters also for like a nature kind of thing? Or is it like, are you just into per- turtles? Like, is there like, because I know they, what's the, what's the furries? Like people that are into mascots. Is that, I guess they're into, ma- I guess, is that what you call it? Ma- is that mascot? Is that what they're into? Or are they just, what's, a, what's a furry? Isn't that what a, isn't that what a furry is? I guess it is. I don't know. I never thought mascot. I don't want to drag. If there's mascots listening, <laughs> I don't want them to dra- get dra- dragged in that, you know, okay. the Syracuse orange mascot is that bone in the Rutgers. Oh, okay. So night. forget, okay. Forget furries. Isn't there one with like my lady, my little pony or something like that? Isn't there something with like, well, they're bronies, they, right? They're okay, bronies. You, you know, the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> weirdo. <laughs> well, you knew the name of it. So, you know what? I'm just saying you might, you know, are you a brony? I'm a brony. Okay. All right. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Brony oh, chapter a... seven fourteen jersey. <laughs> You're the head brony. You're the <laughs> I'm the almost head brony. brony. I gotta put in two more years. <laughs> chief brony? Is that what you just said? Chief. Chief, chief brony, brony, not cheap. <laughs> no, that's what I meant. Chief brony. Oh chief, chief brony. It's a... <laughs> I thought that was a Jaws pun. No, but it could be. I like it. Okay. so then we get clark when he's hiding the gifts in the attic which i get that you're gonna do that but you gotta know that that's an unfinished attic it's dangerous to walk you have to stand those little planks which we see later that happens why does he have to hide them there well yeah i mean uh why does he hide it there but there's so much stuff up there so I, I would think that why can't you walk around? There is literally a whole room of stuff. Oh yeah. Of uh, so like like it's there's a lot of weight up there to begin with. So there's there's I I I get why he's walking around. Like he's not being careful. But he's a big guy. Why are there like why are there like planks just laying around for him to hit like <laughs> left and right? Like, that scene when he, I think he got hit like four times. Yeah. Right. Was it, it just? And again, it's typical Chevy Chase. And you know, as silly as it is, I laughed the whole time. Oh, he's it is so funny. great at that. 
I love when yeah. he's putting the gift when he's putting Ellen's gift, and when he's putting it away, he sees a Mother's Day from. Oh, I think that was for his. Was that for his mom? Or was I think it was for, for his mom. Okay, because right? I think that was was that his childhood house. You know what? Maybe because they because they had all the tapes there, so it probably was. Because ah. I had the yeah, you know, I didn't even think about that. Because that was yeah. a really old gift. Like I can understand. I know they could be a- around for a while, but Audrey's sixteen, I think fifteen. So I'm not saying it couldn't have that much dust, but it was like so much that you would think like it was fifty years old or forty years old. It was probably his to his mom. So he lived there. It was a, it was so a little touching. Money. Wait, well, they probably yeah. So, so what you think they gave it to the, the house that Clark? Maybe. Right. They love him. He doesn't have any okay. siblings. He's the only kid. Is he the only? Yeah, he is the only kid. That makes a lot of sense too. By the way, <laughs> maybe food additive people don't make a lot of money. <laughs> Here's a house, son. You add your uh, preservatives. Oh, okay, so if he was an only child, that's a pretty big house for three people. Is. Right, <laughs> all right. So many. So then, <laughs> so then he gets locked in the attic because there's a draft, and Doris Roberts sees it and slams it shut. Okay. If if an attic uh, stairs are down, you're not going to yell up. All right, is anyone up there? Like you're just going to close it up as as if no one went up there because the ladder happened to be down. I would, but she's a monster-in-law, and I don't think she would do that. She just cared okay. about her coldness. Okay, so how about the second that the door closed, Clark could yell. She's not going to hear him. It's not soundproof. <laughs> and that is- yeah, he makes, you know, there's a lot of mistakes in this part that he easily could have helped himself. And we'll get to that. What are you talking about? When he opens the window? To well, yell out? one, he could have yelled right away. Two, yes, the window. Or when he puts a hole in the ceiling and he lands on the bed with his feet, oh, yeah. why couldn't he crawl out of there? Yeah, he could have just, you're already going to have to replace that sheetrock. So he could have just ripped it all right. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, and of all the places to sit, he sits on top of the door. I know. I know. <laughs> but if he did escape, then we wouldn't have seen him dress like he was an extra in Birdcage. <laughs> I like what he put on like what were those rubber gloves like what was he wearing yeah. like i he I, was, it was dressed so- like uh, a guy in birdcage cleaning <laughs> an apartment or something spartacus was it a spartacus was it yeah. his name in Bur- yep. <laughs> it, it, just the whole like the fact that he had to wear that hat or he put a towel was it a towel that he wrapped around his head like what was that on his head was it a hat or was it <laughs> it was like yeah it was like a it was like those towel wraps when girls get out of the shower. Yeah. So why do you do that? Like, why do you have to wrap it like that? <laughs> it's just so stupid. Uh, and there was a lot of fur coats in there, too. He could have put on just a bunch of fur coats, put them over his head, warm like a Yeah, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been as funny. No. Oh, my God. Clark's all about the funny. He is all about the funny. <laughs> and then he's watching the old Christmas reel-to-reels, like you said. And he's seen these memories, and Ellen comes home. He falls right to this. I, you know, I what I love about that scene is the timing because you know, like this is a Christmas movie. It's supposed to be like a sort of a family movie, but even though it's a little risky, risque in some parts. But like he's watching these old clips, and you see him, and like you know, it's like a little tender moment. You know, he's seeing like his childhood, and literally out of the blue. Like it wasn't like you know, you're like you didn't. 
he just falls like it, it's amazing. It was very funny, just the way it happened. I, I, the I, music, I was laughing. The music, like, yeah. was family-ish memories. Yeah, and you yeah. see her for like two seconds, and she pulls it right down. Yeah, <laughs> very funny, man. And then you have uh, Todd Margo. They just get done working out, like we mentioned, in the silver workout gear, and he's like, "I want to lick every part of your body." Oh. And she's like. But you're gonna shower first. She's like she bougie. She owns She's him. so bougie. She's so bougie though. Like yeah, a hundred percent. She owns him. But she gets the crap beat out of her the whole movie. <laughs> I like <know>. she's. <laughs> and that fits for her career. If you think about it in Seinfeld, like the things that she did, like physical comedy. Oh, she has it all. It's crazy. This she is almost, she is so funny. You know. And and meanwhile, you ever see her husband? Or is it Brad Garrett or something like that? Not Brad Garrett. Um, no, she's married to I I don't know his name, but I he's a dorky guy. Actor. He looks Yeah. Yeah, he is, but he, he was on he was on Silent Live also. Um, oh, he blonde was in the 80s class? Yeah. Yes. He he's very doofy looking. Like way she is way out of his league. But I think his nickname is Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that explains things. <laughs> so then you have him trying to fix the lights trying to figure it out earlier his dad said okay you know what bulbs check every bulb and he's like i checked them i checked every bulb i checked them all did he check them all i mean it's a lot of bulbs well he was almost well this is the next day when he's checking them again and he's like i'm almost done i love and i do this a lot often so i can admit when i'm I, i make a mistake where i'm like i don't know where my wallet is and my wife goes, oh, did you check there? I'm like, yeah, of course I checked there. And I didn't. And it's there. <laughs> this part was me when she was like, did you make sure it's plugged in? And he's like, of course I made sure the, like, uh, the extension cord was plugged in. Well. No, it was plugged in. Well, something wasn't plugged in, right? Oh, well, the no, switch wasn't on. That's the, light, was. the light switch. So it yeah. was plugged in. So, yeah. No. But he has those blueprint prints of where everything's going to go. But he doesn't have in his blueprints which one is activated by a switch. Maybe he just moved into that house, his parents' house, and he didn't know that switch how to work. That you never, you, you never moved. You moved to a new house. Wasn't there a switch in your house that you like? You never just don't know what it does. Yeah, there's a room in the house we don't even go into. <laughs> really? See, so that's what happens. Like you, so maybe like that's just one of those switches where they didn't know what it did and they never used it before. God, I don't want to go off on a tangent, but married with children, that's the funniest bit ever when they have the light switch going upstairs and they do it and nothing happens and they spend the whole episode trying to figure out what it was. Even Bob Rooney gets stuck in the wall when they're trying to figure it out. And for some reason, it was a light that was in the doghouse going on and off. And I'm sure you heard a dog talking. Like what are these uh, morons doing or something? Well, you know things. it's funny they did a, they did the same bit to friends. There was a I think a switch or something, and they had to try to figure it out and they couldn't figure. Like it happens everywhere. Like yeah, you know yeah. I have one. Of, I just moved last year and I have one. We have a switch in our house. We have no idea what it does, and we've tried it, so many different things. We thought it was this and this. You know, so I get it. You know, and it does happen. <laughs> but his mom flips it for a second. A second. And he gets excited. Well, because he thinks he did something. He did. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, he thinks he does. I mean, even when it does happen, he did we wait, did we get past when he kicked the, kicked the snow, the Santa Claus already? Uh, that's, Oh, that might happen. Might've happened already. When it first didn't work. Right. 
Okay, so he's when he starts breaking the stuff and he starts kicking the snowman. Yeah, a little trivia here: he broke his pinky doing that, and they left it in there. So wow. when he punches, somebody tell you when, this one on the John too? I'm not. Listen, I'm not relieving my sources. But, <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Hey, Jamie, <laughs> you in there? <laughs> Trendy as shit. Listen again. I have friends in high places. They they tell me the little secrets. It's my job to share them. <laughs> That's great. You're the voice. But he broke he broke his he broke his pinky doing it, and it was one take, and he just kept going. <laughs> so great. until he walked off. So when he walks off the screen is when they stopped it because he was he broke his pinky. Jesus. Yeah. No. No. This is when it, when it goes on for a second. That's when it, dude. Todd Margo, their uh, physical comedy when they're interrupted by the 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 beacon of light that shines in their place, and they're so disoriented. I love when they're so disoriented and it's like on, and they're like Margo, I don't know where I am, and then he's like, he, finally he okay, falls down the stairs. Yeah, no, he's used to it for a second how bright it is, and then once it shuts off, he gets disoriented. And falls down. You know, you, you, you're right. They 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 had physical comedy throughout the whole movie. Like, they were very yeah. physical, both of them, especially her. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, later on, like, it's falling off the bed and, you know, it's just very funny. No, they were they were perfect. Oh, and uh, let me add this now because we talked about the house already a bunch. This house is the same one that's used in WandaVision. I didn't watch that show, but. Really? Clark's house, same house. I, I did watch it. Interesting. You know what? Wow, I could see that. So, wait, so what. What, so the house is, has it been used all this time? I mean, this is 30 years later, 40 years later, whatever. 30 years uh, later. They probably use it for other things. All right. Well, you only named one, like a recent thing. Well, that's so I all know that's if in was... the list. All right. So then maybe they didn't use it for other things. Do you I think don't people have, live there? I talked to people in low places, and this is all they gave me. Sons of bitches. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I saw WandaVision, and you, you know what? Now that I think about it, just the neighborhood of WandaVision looks like that neighborhood. So, yeah, interesting. That'd be great if Todd Margo lived next door. <laughs> That'd be a great bit. Just so there's a them, connection uh, between vacation and the Avengers. Look at that. Clark is an Avenger. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> he escapes death multiple times. Oh, he so, does. No. Yeah, so he might be an Avenger. Okay. He's very earnest-like. He like can just take so much pain, and he's fine. Wait, you talking about Ernest? Ernest goes to camp, like you mean, or just Ernest? Ernest P. Oral, yeah, yeah. Okay. Why is he like Ernest? Ernest is, has that happen. He gets electrocuted. Oh he yeah, he falls, right. and he's fine. Just like seconds okay. later, and Clark has the same thing happen. He fell off the roof. Yeah, but isn't Ernest dead? <laughs> now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. Have you seen Chevy lately? He looks pretty. <laughs> Chubby, you mean? <laughs> Chubby Chase. Here's Chubby. <laughs> he he's huge. He like he oh uh, you know it's it's almost a shame because like he was such an icon in the eighties and I mean. He's definitely has a bad reputation in Hollywood. Like they said, he's very difficult to work with, and like he had issues with everybody. But like, just a, he was such an icon, and you look at him today, he just looks like a complete mess. Yeah, like he just let himself go. There's no way his wife would still be with him, Beverly D'Angelo, oh, no. the way he looks Not today. I don't even know who okay. he's married to. He's he's married. He's got kids. I mean, he's been. I don't think anyone famous, but. Just saying, his his sparkiness is not going to last that much longer. You know, <laughs> his sparkiness, so. it's gone.
No, what I was going to say is this is the fun fact that I, to me, it was like blind, mind blowing. Obviously, people in Hollywood date. They always dated. Sometimes when you find out, like the first time I found out uh, Kevin Klein was married to Phoebe Cates, like oh. this is like a few years ago. I was like, how did that happen? And they've been together since the 80s. This one is a cool like connection because John Randolph is the actor who plays Chevy's dad in the movie. And he was also in Serpico with Al Pacino. Okay. In real life, Pacino is the father of Beverly D'Angelo's children. I knew that. You knew that oh, they you were together? Oh, yeah. They've oh, been, I never they, knew they're that. Not, oh, yeah, I knew that. They're, they're not married, um, but they've been together forever. Oh, they're oh, yeah. together right now? Well, I, I, they might be. I mean, I know they were together for a very long time when I was younger, like, you know, younger. So I knew, I knew they were a couple. I knew they oh, weren't I never married. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Again, they might be together today. I don't know. Lucky guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the lights when he perfectly, the timing, he gets everybody out. He puts, they're sitting on the front porch this time because they're not going to go through the whole rigmarole. And he does it with such force when yeah. he like, when he's sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to light different. Uh, it's not like the plug knows shit. He put me together hard. So I'm going to like get brighter or something. Listen, he tried everything, so he might as well try that. <laughs> and it worked. It did work. And I love the celebration. Everybody's crying. He, His parents are crying for him, saying, I'm so proud of you. And then he even hugs his in-laws, who he doesn't like, clearly. You know, again, knowing how he is, Clark is, I think everybody accepts what he's about. So even his kids, like... I think the average kid would be embarrassed by their father, right? Yeah. I think they accept him. They know how quirky he is and they know like everything is such a big deal for him. So they know that this, these lights were like, even Audrey, who's the bratty daughter, she was happy for him. She like, was. you know, she like they, 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 she was. So I think they just, they just know like, listen, little things in life for him, you know, he gets excited about. Yeah. And then it leads to the funniest, like, reveal of people being in a movie oh ever i think the fact that eddie and Catherine are there just just the way it happens though because like he kind of he just slips in and like you know like he turns his head and he's right there like so for the audience not to know like you know it's coming like you know i think it's amazing like like he's been there the whole time i wonder if in the trailer it'd been great if they hid that because obviously they weren't in european and right. they were such a funny scene. They're not in a lot of the first movie. They're in probably right. twenty minutes, but they're in like more than half. But they left. They one. left a mark. Like you talk about the first vacation, you're gonna talk about Eddie. You know, oh, like he yeah. was such a you know. So yes, I, but you know, again, Clark being oblivious, like he was with the right driving. That's a big camper that that Eddie's driving. You're not gonna notice that pulling up. That is true, and it was already in the driveway. In the driveway, and he was, <laughs> and he was going in and out of the garage and checking the bulbs, and he didn't hear that or notice. He didn't it. hear it or see it. Correct. So, and I, I have to assume, you know, the thing's a little ratty. It's not going to be a quiet machine. It's going to no. be, you know, it's going to make a lot of noise coming in. So the fact that no one noticed, like no one said anything, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to go through all this trouble for me, Clark. And I love that. It's just like, thanks, Eddie. Eddie? Catherine? Eddie? And his face. Just his face. You can see, like, it's Clark's face just drops. Like, he, he despises Eddie so much. Yeah. Like, it, it's just, oh, it's amazing. 
Amazing. And you have the redneck trashy kids. And which are also different kids. Well, no, these are kids we just haven't seen yet. This is six years later. The other kids are in rehab. One's because she drank oh, too much, okay. which is, uh, I can't think of her name right yeah, now. Bl- She's a big time bl- actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other kid, the boy, they say a comment about too. Oh, he joined the circus. Okay. Okay. So, but in the first movie, didn't one of them didn't have a tongue and she couldn't talk? But she whistles right? like a bird. <laughs> right. So how come this kid doesn't talk? Because the, the boy doesn't say two words. He does not. Well, <laughs> does he also not have a tongue? <laughs> I think he says one word when they see Santa or something. I don't know. I don't think he says it anything. It says it on here. Like in the in the, like the character descriptions, it says like he only utters like one word, which is weird, but. Okay. Rocky. Right, well. <laughs> Rocky, who, who Eddie says, whoa, I wouldn't kiss him. He has this lip fungus. <laughs> and then Ruby Sue, she was kicked by a horse because he said, oh, she's not cross-eyed anymore. And the horse kicked her and now she's fine. All right. So I, that's okay. And it works out with our last movie that actually had Christmas vacation in the movie. Maybe Rocky stole from this because Drago punched him and it made him. And made him. There's a So you think there's a connection between science <laughs> and animals? Yeah. <laughs> so there's a. So you're saying if there's something wrong with you, get like hit your head really hard. Get, get and it should shake. It should <laughs> kick my horse or get punched by an angry Russian, and you're gonna be okay. They're fine. <laughs> that's the, that's the life cure. It's there's such naked gun jokes. Like that's oh. so naked gun. I love it, and I love that every line they're together, like all their scenes together, just their back and forth. Or cl- I love that Eddie's oblivious, not knowing that he's just like this Tasmanian devil, like bull in China shop. And Clark just talks under his breath about him. Oh, he, well, you know what it is? He's like, he's like a big child, Eddie. Like he's oblivious. He, like he takes everything for what it's worth, like, or, or not what it's worth. He takes everything for face value. So, yeah. you know, he, you know, and so like, he just doesn't understand. He's such an idiot, obviously. And, you know, Catherine is so quiet and just goes along with it, you know, um, and it's just it's funny because Eddie's like a big man child, <laughs> yes. you know, he really is. And it just, it just, he says whatever's on his mind. Like when he talks about the dog that has like the, dro- the, the, like the snot. drooling, the, the snot with the, no, mucus he's, disorder. He's, no, he's called snot. No, that's what I mean. The dog is named uh, snot <laughs> and it has the mucus disorder. And the fact that he stares at it and he goes, dog's got a one hell of a set on him. Talking about the dog's dick and balls. Yeah. Like it's nothing. Well, the name Snot would be a name a child would give something. You know, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think that. So let's again, it's it's he's a child. Like you know, he might yes. have to get kicked in the head. If it, maybe if the horse kicked him in the head, he'd be like intellectual. He'd have a job. Well, like <laughs> I love what uh, Ellen says about because when he, they have no money for the kids for Christmas, and he goes, Catherine told me he's <laughs> he's been holding out the last seven years for a management position. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, he's not all there because when they i mean we're not there yet but when he goes shopping for his dog he buys about five bags of dog food <laughs> different brands <laughs> and, and different sizes yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and i love how close he gets to clark when they're drinking out of the wally world uh little mugs when they're drinking the eggnog great throwback by the way 
Yeah. Such oh, a there's a few throwback. other ones in here. I didn't write them all down, but there's like these few other ones that re- reference the first film. But the fact that he's so close in his face, Dark you know, and it almost seems like I'm not saying they did it in one take. Like Clark, maybe that added to the uncomfortableness because he looks so uncomfortable talking to him. Well, I mean, the way he looks, first of all, I would assume Eddie probably smells really bad and has, <laughs> yeah. and has horrible breath. Yeah. So, you know, I, and I'm assuming Randy Quaid is, 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 is such a method actor that he probably didn't shower for weeks and brush his teeth. I believe that. And no, the other one that I remember from the the callback to vacation is the shoes that he wears are the ones from the first movie. Are they really? That he wanted to give to Clark and Clark the wouldn't wh- take them. What, the white ones? The white ones. <laughs> he's wearing them in this movie. Yeah. Wait, is he wearing them also when he's wearing uh, the Speedo with his shirt tucked into the Speedo? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that dream sequence because that is kind of a, uncomfortable. Thing. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so then Clark's at work and he wants to drop off a gift to to Brian Doyle Murray, his boss. What is that gift, you know? <laughs> what it could be. I don't know what you get a guy like that that sits do do people really ever a, a table that long and he sits at the end of it? That's his office? That's that's, that's a, well, when you're when you're a cocky, oh, it's like those dinner tables you see in these like mansions when like, like the husband sits at one end and the wife sits at the other end. Yeah, yeah, like Batman. But all the gifts were the exact same gift. They were, yeah. They were all really small in the same. That's what shape, I mean. Yeah. Like, the, so what do you think those gift that gift was was? Because it had like a weird shape to it, <laughs> like a phallic shape, wasn't it? It was called well, a cylinder. It, it it had it had like a long piece and then it had like a an end like it was like it, it reminded me of like the shape of you ever see that game with the, the marbles when you bounce them and it goes into like the like a basket kind of thing like a well, you don't know that game marble in the basket what you with the 1950s <laughs> you've hey, never kids, seen the game? you want the best christmas gift marbles okay. in a basket my kids love it it's like it's like it's almost like um what's the skeet ball but except but you have these little marbles and it's different levels that you can oh, throw really? the ball you never seen it oh you would really? love it all right well what can I tell you? That's what it looked like. <laughs> Maybe it was the uh, two frogs having sex post. <laughs> he wanted to get rid of it, so he took his kid's poster, rolled it up, and gave it to his boss. That would be weird. He'd, admit, he'd remember his name then. He'd be like, you know who got me that weird gift? Clark Griswold. He'll never forget it. I want you, when you get a chance, you need to go somehow go back to the scene. Fl- oh, and you got to look at the picture. Okay. No, definitely. All right, but I love his line when the uh, Brian Nolan Miller is so uncomfortable, and he picks up the phone. And he goes, "I gotta take this. Get me somebody, anybody, <laughs> and get me somebody <laughs> while I'm waiting." <laughs> what a, what a prick! Like he plays that role so good. Yeah, yeah. And now we get Clark sledding, and I think this is the first time in my life, like I guarantee, going back that Walmart because Walmart's weren't around in Jersey then. Yeah. Yeah. And not until like the mid nineties we had one in our town, but Walmart. You see Walmart yeah. in this movie. I and you know what? I've seen a movie a thousand times. I don't think I've ever recognized like I never thought about Walmart. Like I never like I totally forgot that that's where he landed. But okay, so this is when we talked about the products that he makes and everything else. That seems like a really dangerous product. Very. It, that's a kitchen product, right? That's that you what would you need something that greasy and shiny and slippery for in a kitchen? 
Nothing. There's nothing. nothing. And let's talk about when you see them first sit on the hill. When you look out, you see houses. Okay. Yeah. It's the hill's not that big. <laughs> it's not even that, that not that big. Even if he is going super far and fast, he's not going through backyards or anything. He's going through a forest. He's going through a forest for a long time. And he's going downhill. Yeah. And again, it is far, but somehow everybody on the hill can see him when, <laughs> when he lands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, I mean, and think about how far like, he really was in the forest and lands in a Walmart parking lot. So, like, no roads, no roads at all. Like, literally, like, it's the forest and then Walmart. Like, no, he crosses like, one road because he almost he crashes did. into a car and he has to, like, steer out of the way. And then he ends up at the Walmart. Okay. But all how right, does Randy see him? Because as soon as he crashes, he's like, ah. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, everybody. They were all like the kids are watching. They're all like standing, yeah. like kneeling down, watching this whole thing happen. I don't think so. <laughs> and the fact that he gets up and that sled. And, and, and as a kid, I remember those sleds. Like that was like the big thing back in the day. You know, they had the round. The most. First of all, back in the 80s, they had the, the most dangerous sleds possible. Oh, those yes. those wooden ones with the metal. <laughs> metal underneath like are you kidding me like how dangerous that is ridiculous but so there's a hole in this metal that he was sitting on how is his ass not ripped up oh his his ass should be it's, gone it's, when, when it eddie picks gone. it up later and looks through it yeah, it's, it's it, there's like yeah it's like a window and it's like all jagged and sharp he would be ripped to pe- the pieces like he would need stitches he would need a lot of. He would need, he a, need new a new ass. ass. <laughs> he would. Need <laughs> so now we get to discuss the one scene in the movie that okay. I wanted to talk about. When he's having this is his dream, right? This is his dream that he's looking out. Ugh. With if this movie was rated R, the ending of this would be a little different. It would be more Fast Times of Richmond High. Yes, and I, I honestly. I thought that's what was happening at first. You know, when you when you first see this movie, you're thinking that's exactly what's happening. You know? Oh yeah. But having the, the little kid there kind of like makes it a little icky. You know, like it was you know, really weird. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I, this scene is just I. It was very funny. I mean, the girl ridiculous. But yeah. when Eddie comes out there in his <laughs> in his che- cheetah speedos, cheetah, right? yeah, cheetah, with his guinea tea. I think he's wearing a guinea <laughs> tea tucked into the speedo. <laughs> And, and you see, I the, think you see it below the speedos. Oh, so 100. It yeah, it's coming way. out. Yeah, all the way down. And I think he has. Does he have flippers on? <laughs> he or, has flippers. <laughs> yes, on the diving board. <laughs> and this is your dream. In your dream, you're going to have your in-laws there and your parents. It should just be like you and your kids and 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 Ellen. Okay, okay, so. Yeah, so you're gonna have fine. You know, maybe just happy that you know his family's there. I could see the in-laws. But why is Eddie in a speedo? <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, he d- barely knows Eddie until the first movie. Like, you know, he, you know, I know he mentions him like, "Oh, your cousin Eddie." It's been a long time, so he's probably never seen Eddie in a bathing suit ever. So why is he picturing him in a in a speedo? That is true. <laughs> I mean, so that's like that's weird, and and he's he's still happy. He's smiling the whole time. <laughs> like that would to me ruin. Like he has the girl there. Was was Eddie after? No. Eddie was first. No, the, girl the girl was after. Yeah. Okay. The girl was okay. That makes sense then. Okay. That would have been funnier, I think. <laughs> Obviously, we had the fast times ending the way they, they did the her 
going up the ladder, you think that's going to happen. But that would have been funny if almost like in Happy Gilmore, when Shooter McGavin ruins his dream the first time and he starts making out with the grandma in the kiss mask. That'd be great if they show the girl on the diving board. Eddie comes up, pushes her on the water, <laughs> doing the same thing. Well, you know, this happens in so many movies. It happens in, I think, Dumb and Dumber when he's. he's- oh, yeah the lights like that which he takes the top off and it's the headlights of the car like of the car every yeah. like yeah all those movies like it's always like right the last second but we do get a little bit of side boob you do that's well, nice we, we had we had inner thigh in the beginning and then side boob has she done anything like is she like a model or anything or like what is she nothing. she might have modeled her credits are not that much nothing okay no I, i'd be curious to see what she looks like today see if she held up I'm sure she's on Google or she goes to, uh, I would think, because it's such a big scene. Like, it's such a it memorable is. scene, you know? Oh, like, Christy Brinkle, asked- obviously married to oh. Billy Joel, modeling career. But if she didn't have all that, she would still be known. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Man, and then the fact that, yeah, Eddie's daughter comes in and then she talks about, you know, my dad said that Santa's not going to give us anything this year. And this is another funny airplane joke when she's telling the story. Well, she, first she says, are you Santa Claus? Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. But the fact that she's telling the story and she's like, and I was shitting bricks. And he goes, you shouldn't use that word. And he goes, I'm sorry. Shitting rocks. <laughs> that is a total airplane joke. So good, man. These that's movies awesome. really gave John Hughes the opportunity to use like that nap- National Lampoon humor that he wrote years before. Now, obviously, no, he's writing it, family and teen teen movies, you know? Such creative writing. I mean, it just, it, you know, they don't make comedies like this anymore. You know, they really don't. And it just, it's it's a shame because the writing is so good back then. Yeah. You know, all those lines, I mean, everything from Better Off Dead and Breakfast Club and all, I just, it just, they're so good. Like, they don't just, they don't do it anymore. Yeah. And then we get the morning scene when uh, the, the famous... Yeah, the shitter was full when he's looking at Clark. I I, I did laugh at this because he said he says the shitter is full about four times. Shitter was full. Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey. Clark, please. He doesn't know any better. Because he then he he also tells the neighbors when and, and again he's out there. What he's wearing? I guess tidy whities with a robe or like what is he wearing? Because he's with a wearing robe like and that like bombardier winter hat thing, which is way too small for his head. And the robe is way too short on him. Like, it's literally, like, it's up to, like, it's almost like crotch area. Yeah, and it's a fart version of... And you hear (laughs) fart sounds sort of throughout the whole thing. Oh, it's Rudolph, and it's like fart sounds. (laughs) Maybe because he's pouring out toxic Uh, waste. Poop. I, I would think so. But... So the date is still like a few days before Christmas, right? So how long is that stuff toxic for? For what <laughs> happens at the for for what happens at the end of the movie? Like I would think, like you know, because I know Clark's when he originally says it goes, I I'd hate to light a match around there or something, or he's he well, makes that was a the comment. Fu- that was the foreshadowing. He said, "Yes, it's illegal," and the, and the gas builds up. I hate to be anyone lighting a match within ten feet. Right, right. But so my my question is, how long is it toxic for that? You know, if you wait a couple of days, can you light a match? Nothing happens. I don't know if it gets stuck. It could be there for a while, I guess. But what is he eating? <laughs> what, well, we know from later in the fourth movie, 
remember there was something with a nuclear power plant in, Ve- in Vegas vacation. There was something with nuclear and he got some settlement. Oh yeah. He got settlement because right. their house got uh, affected by radiation. So maybe that happened then. Well, I, how big is a tank? I mean, because see that thing was, he was holding that hose for a long time. Oh. <laughs> so, I mean, I, you know what? I, it didn't happen in this movie, but I was waiting for a meet the parent parents moment where, someone would explode with all the waste like, oh. you, know, like you know like that like that didn't happen you know like because i mean they're they were setting that joke up and you know like i forget i mean you know i've seen the movie so many times i i i i was still thinking like all right the neighbors are gonna get it like she's gonna be covered in crap at some point didn't happen didn't get it but she didn't it was get a joke beat it was a joke waiting to happen though it was it was and we talked about it when they go to walmart and Eddie buying all the different types of dog food, the Walmart Old Roy, Kibble and Bits, whatever he could find. And I love this joke. And I think we talked we could like talk about John Hughes and how great he is. But the 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 line when Clark is like, hey, we really want to do this. I know, I know and Eddie's saying. like, no, <laughs> no, you shouldn't do that. No, no, no. Finally gives in. Here's a list. Catherine's on the top. It's an alphabetical. <laughs> and then and then Eddie goes, you know, Clark, I want to get you something. With his own money. <laughs> really nice. And he does that face real nice. But his own money. Yeah. <laughs> and then Aunt Bethany, Uncle Lewis. Uh, now, Uncle Lewis, they will really they wrote that part and designed the part to be George Bur- Burns. They just couldn't get him to do it. For some reason, he was still alive. Late yeah. He had to be like he had to be like mid 90s yeah you know but so why does the does uncle lewis sound like gilbert godfrey <laughs> he sounds exactly like gilbert godfrey like Doesn't i wonder he always sound like that in movies that guy I, always has that voice he does but i, I wonder if he's related <laughs> maybe That's, although gilbert godfrey doesn't really sound like that so <laughs> but he does sound like gilbert godfrey yeah he really does and then and, Okay, you can re- oh, the- reveal your fact that you know from the producers and the stalls of uh, Bruce and Frank's. <laughs> well, she's the voice of Betty Boop and yes. Olive Oil. Oh, I didn't know Olive Oil. Look at that. Uh, see, well, because you don't have my connections. I only know the low place. That's they only give me one tidbit. They only give me one. I got both of them. And you know what? When you hear her talking, like you almost feel like it's an act. Like there's no way she sounds like that. No, she sounds like that. That's her voice. That's amazing. And it's crazy that she was doing Betty Boop until the day she died. I know. Really? Yeah, she she's... did Roger Rabbit the year before. And I think she she just probably got old and like, I don't know what her health was. She died like, I think, 10 years after this. But crazy. She was doing it until the end. And she she nails this role. Like, she plays this role. Like, this might be like the third best character in the movie. Like, I, I oh. love Aunt Bethany. I mean, and I just, I'm just concerned that these two live alone. They live together. <laughs> Yeah, because no. I like the Uncle Lewis seems like the biggest creep who probably could care less about his wife at this point. And she's so gone that I'm surprised like he hasn't tried to kill her. Like he can't <laughs> take it anymore. Like to, to trust those two together alone, I, I wouldn't trust them. The fact that she wraps the cat as a gift and she puts kibble and she puts the cat food in the jello. In the jello. And Eddie. When when the the present was leaking, Eddie comes over and licks it, and he goes, "Ooh, Jello!" So, so it's something. <laughs> and later he's eating the Jello and he likes oh. it with the kibble and bits. He's crunching it. Well, based on the stuff he probably eats back home, 
Uh, that's probably a you know high end high end food that he's eating. That is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when they're when he asked her to do the the toast because it was oh. it was she's the oldest 80th one birthday because she she's like the oldest one and and yeah something like that. Crazy, yeah. right? Just think yeah. about the way people used to look. This is like thirty years ago. I don't know what their real ages were. I think she really was like around eighty because she died eighty nine, but she was eighty. I know. And he was younger. I know. Isn't that crazy? But she does what? The Pledge of Allegiance? (laughs) What, dear? Grace. Grace. She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 So funny. I mean, for, well, first of all, okay. So, and then you have the turkey right afterwards, right? Ah, does that does that really happen to a turkey? Like, if, if, if you, you cut it into, too much, could it could it dry? Out? I don't know if it could dry out that much, but I love that it it hissed. It was like a basketball it, or a football. It was that, like sliced open and like deflates. Like it was just like yeah. I wonder if that could really happen, and then they still decide to eat it, and you see everybody's face like chewing on it. Like, uh, what's her name? Is uh, Clark's wife throws it? She doesn't eat it. She throws it over her shoulder. I don't know if you noticed that. Like she yeah. pretends to eat it, um, but like Clark is making all these faces because it's like the hardest thing. It's like they're eating a football. But that's a good family that they actually try. But it seemed like Catherine and there was how many people in the house? Wouldn't they know when that went in? Or you know, you you know when it comes to cooking a turkey, everyone, even when you have people o- come over before it's done, they're like, "Oh, what's the turkey at? What's the temperature?" Like, Correct. They're all in on it. They're all in on it. And first of all, the turkey looked a little small for the amount of people that were there. It was tiny, and they were having basically Thanksgiving dinner because there was there was sweet potato, I think mashed potato and string beans and turkey. That's 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 Thanksgiving. That's not Christmas. Yeah, there wasn't enough food. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and I can't believe and they they still ended up eating the jello. I can't believe they even risked eating the jello. <laughs> Cuz they all were eating it, I think. Cuz they were eating dessert. <laughs> yeah. Well, they needed to eat something. They were so hungry. <laughs> they had to. Another great line in the movie is when Clark goes, "Hey kids, I heard on the news pilots saw a sled." Oh. And when Eddie turns and <laughs> It stops eating and looks at me. <laughs> you serious, Clark? <laughs> I, I was, I was. You know what? I've seen this movie so many times. I still laugh out loud. And that scene, his face and the way he says it, is hysterical. Clark's look back at him like, "Are you serious? <laughs> Are you serious, Clark?" <laughs> and then we cut to uh, you see outside. We see the green gas again, like showing that it's pretty toxic. It's pretty, you know. And then this is the part that makes no sense too. So when the uncle lights the cigar, that that's just him lighting the 
dried out Christmas tree? They forgot to water yes. it over the last 10 days? No, the dog drank out of the... the oh, that's what it was from earlier. The, yep, okay. Right, so Snot was drinking out of the, the bowl earlier, um, and that's when I think Clark's like, you, know, you shouldn't be doing that. And he goes, ah, you know, you, forget how Eddie, just, of course, blew it off. But they didn't replace the water? They clearly saw the dog drinking the water out of the, you know, so, yeah. And Same guy that has plans blueprints and he's right. not going to care about this tree that he drug his family out that was something that was like a, 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 such a labor of love to his daughter almost heart. died of frost- <laughs> his, daughter <laughs> his daughter almost died getting his tree and you're not going to take care of it that's like a slap in the face to the daughter oh like my you're god not take imagine it if she did imagine if she did die and then you forget to water wouldn't you like care even more about that tree a hundred percent ed this is a massive tree how much water do you think this tree needs I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> uh, so we get that tree is all screwed up. And oh, and then he goes outside with the chain, right? He goes out and gets another tree right away. Or is that? No, no, no. That's oh, that's, that's after that's, he's pissed. That's after he's pissed. No, no. We, 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 we missed the what did we miss? No, you well, the, next the bonus check vault comes. No, no. Yeah, but wasn't. Oh, no, the squirrel was the other tree. Oh, no, the cat, the cat. So the cat was eating the, the lights. <laughs> You forgot about that. So the cat was eating the lights, and then I guess he turned the light. Or no, he the cat unplugged the lights and then started eating the lights. And so Clark was wondering why the lights went off, and then went back and noticed that the plug was out. So he plugged it back in and fried the cat. I love but that. Where'd the cat go? Because it just left like an imprint in the ground, <laughs> right? Like it, it, no, it was on the couch. It was on the chair. The cat under like the chair. Left. Yeah. So it because no, it was on the chair because that's the why they chair. Threw, then why did they throw the chair away? Well, because I think it burned through the bottom of it. But no, because they left the chair and you see on the floor, oh, okay. you see the imprint of the cat. But there was no cat. Where'd the cat go? It, it disintegrated. It, <laughs> it, went through, it went to the basement. It burnt so much. It was just... Because I mean, like, I maybe maybe because I guess they couldn't show a dead cat. I mean, it, it just showed the outline of the cat. Like, it was like I was like, what? like, I just thought the cat just got burnt. Like, I didn't realize and the cat died. Here, <laughs> you just see smoke. See, it would have been funny if the cat's like hair was all sticking up from the electricity, like you know, like you know, we're like a black, like you know, like all over his ashes, all over the body, and the hair sticking up. You know, that would have been funny. Maybe they couldn't just they couldn't show the dead cat. Okay, <laughs> they can so show dead. Get- wait, wait, they can show dead Aunt Edna in the first one, but they can't show a cat in this one. Animals, you can't show dead animals. All they show is a leash. <laughs> that is true. So, so they can show dead people. That's okay, but you can't show a dead animal. No, they rarely do, right? Yeah, that is true. Isn't that weird? If you think about it, that's extremely weird. Like you could, you you have no problem showing dead people or turtles having sex on a poster. <laughs> or, well, they're not dead. Huh. Now, so if the if the one turtle was dead and the other one wasn't, and they're having sex, <laughs> can they show it? They have to blur it out. <laughs> oh, only the, they have to blur out the dead dead one. The other one is fine. <laughs> the dead one can keep humping. Because <laughs> that's the way it would work, right? You couldn't have the dead one on top of the alive one. That'd be uncomfortable. That'd be lifting the dead turtle up and then maneuvering your body underneath, let it fall on you. That doesn't work. Well, they are turtles. I don't know what that are means. You, are you talking down to turtles? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
so then they get a knock at the door. It's Clark's Christmas bonus. The guy said, the messenger said, fell between the seats. Yeah, which he delivers at like 11 o'clock at night. (laughs) (laughs) That guy left his family. He left his family. For one card. For one card. He hand delivered one card. Like, when you throw it back in the mail? That's true. At that point? Or put it in the mailbox? Yeah, put it in the mailbox. Why would you go to the door, right? Yeah. Ugh. And then the fact that he thinks it's for, and then without even looking, he tells him about the pool. Tells him about the pool, which, and I mean, I could be wrong, but that's a that's a major change to a house. You don't discuss that with your wife. Like that's a major development in your house. You're losing your backyard. I mean, construction, like that's something I would think you would discuss with your wife. Of course. Well, that and seventy five hundred dollars down. Correct. Correct. So that that that. But the fact that this is the moment. Also, without seeing the check, he's inviting to fly everybody in that <laughs> house back for the grand opening of the pool. Yeah. So, like I said in the beginning, how much he's got to be expecting like thirty thousand dollars. Oh, he because, has to be right. That, that's going to cover. You're talking about airfare and the pool and everything else. That's you know, twenty five thousand thirty thousand dollars. That's a big <laughs> bonus. That's a it big, is an for idea. and he doesn't work in sales, right? Like what does he do? Does he is it, does he's he work a in scientist? Sales? He's a food additive scientist. Yeah, because he writes that report for Brian Doyle Murray to tell him yeah. about like the new Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's a big bonus. All right. That is way too big. And then the <laughs> fact that it's the jelly of the month club and and cousin Eddie, ooh, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. <laughs> You know, this reminded me of, uh, I I don't, you weren't with True Green back then, but when we worked in South, South Plainfield, I remember Eric telling me this story that at the uh, holiday party, the, the boss of, I don't want to mention names, but the okay. boss of the branch mm-hmm. comes over to Eric. He, he, he opens up his, his suit jacket. And now Eric at the time had to be about 20 years old, like 19, 20 years old, you know, young kid. And he goes, this is for all your hard work this year. And he hands him this envelope. Eric's getting a little excited. He opens it up, and it's a family portrait of J.C. Penney's. <laughs> and he goes, what the hell am I going to do? I'm 19, don't have a family, and this is my gift. It was for a family like portrait, something like that. So that's what it reminded me of as soon as I saw that. Well, that's what I wrote down my story of True Green. Uh, they gave us <laughs> a chili powder and a printed recipe for Cincinnati-style chili. <laughs> that was in my box the last like the last week before Christmas. That's what I you, I got an envelope. Do you realize that r- tomorrow Billy's going to get calls off the hook of people <laughs> canceling True Green? <laughs> well, I would hope I I think our listener reaches more than that. <laughs> well, you know, based on our our podcast, I bet you we have a lot of True Green customers. Oh, probably. So, and they're all gonna now they're all gonna be all pissed off at how we were treated, and they're gonna call tomorrow and cancel. Use my goddamn lime money <laughs> to give them real gifts, not JC Penny. <laughs> <laughs> and then right at this point, you have this is the first rant that he goes on, right? This isn't the the one when he goes insane, right? No, um, this uh, this is like a mini one when he's like, we're going to celebrate effing Christmas, right? Isn't we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but why does... Then no, then what's the other rant for? 
The other rant is before. It's before Eddie. That's, that's after he brings the tree in, before yeah, Eddie brings wh- everything. Why does he go on that rant? I don't know what brings up the second rant. Something happens. I don't know if it's the the squirrel and the dog taking the... I think it's the dog. Oh, no, no. Okay. I, I Or is, the, is that when everybody was planning on leaving? And he... No, no. Everybody was planning on leaving now. Which rant came first? The long one or the shorter one? Because I, I want to say that I think the first one came first. Like the, the, the long rant came now with this one. Because, okay. he's mad, because he's mad at his boss. And then later on, when everybody when he starts going crazy and everybody sees that he's going crazy and they want to leave, he's like, no. All right. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is right now. You're right. Hey. Right. So they were all planning on leaving. If any of you are looking for any last minute gift ideas for me. Yeah, it's amazing. One. I like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. <laughs> I want him brought from his happy holiday slumber over there on Melody Lane with all the other rich people. And I want him brought right here with a big ribbon on his head. And I want to look him straight in the eye and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, four flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, <laughs> ignorant, blood. Sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, I, I, I love his, I love his, it, like, at the end, when he just like, he just breathes and just, just cur- Now, is. how much of that was made up? So here's the story that it says it was okay. rumored that the rant about Mr. Shirley was ad lib, but this is somewhat true. However, what the audience doesn't see is each cast member of the film facing Chevy had a sign hanging around their necks that had one word written on each one and some of were adjectives that he used to describe, but still it's epic. No, but first of all, that is pretty creative and that's pretty awesome, but I'm sure he threw in it. Like there's, you could tell like there's some words in there that monkey shit or whatever, like the things like here, you probably threw on his own that it just, it's gotta be one of the most famous like lines, like rants oh. ever, you know? Um, and it's amazing. Cause I, that's to me, that's something I don't know if you can memorize that. Like that's almost there's so much in there, so there has to be ad libbing in there. You know, oh, there has yeah. to be. You know, so no, it's it's amazing. So yeah, so I think this one is after he opens up the no bonus, and I think no, the one this later because right, this is when Eddie you see the RV disappear right, right after the right. scene. This is when Carl and the other one is later on. Off. Right. Okay. So this is where he basically does his uh, Jack from The Shining, and uh, is it Jack? Yes, yeah, Jack. And this is where he flips. I know. I do love when Todd and Margot are talking. They're like, wouldn't it be funny if we got a tree? She's like, I was thinking about getting a tree. And then our Clark cuts the tree on the side of their house and it goes through the window. So, but okay. So, but it's Christmas. Why don't they have a tree? Are they, are they Jewish? Well, no, I think they're super uppity. Like you said. Okay. I think so why wouldn't they have they a tree? They don't like then? mess. Well, they don't like mess. I don't, I'm sure the needles. Oh, so you, you, so you can't have a fake tree. I'm well, fake. Were fake trees the thing then? Why not? What do you you think it, they they only fake trees only happened in recently? Like it's, I was thinking, it, one guy in like ninety two is like, <laughs> dude, why don't we just make one out of plastic? I, I would assume the bougie uppity people would have a tree, like a the biggest tree ever, with all these, you know, like I, unless they said it because maybe they're Jewish and they said, wouldn't it be funny if we had a tree? Is that funny? Is that what Jewish people do? Like they play these gags? Like wouldn't it be funny <laughs> if we put stockings? What? <laughs> I'll get a beard like Santa. Right. Well, they have, you know, they have 
I, I saw it at a store. So the, instead of Elf on the shelf, they have Mensch on the bench. On the bench. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we did a, one of those, like, uh, what are they called? The Those auctions where you, like, the white elephant or whatever, where you everybody yeah. trades the gifts in. And someone brought bought that as one of them. So the the one Jewish person that was with us, they they grabbed it right away, and it's like the funniest. <laughs> like they were cracking up. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. So they have again, Todd and Margot. They're really minding their own business. They have a tree go through the window. What, shouldn't they call the cops? What what is confronting the, the amount of damage do? that goes on in their house because of Clark is unbelievable. Yeah. Like they have a lot of they have a lot of damage that they need to fix, and it's all Clark's fault. Dude, when he goes upstairs and he, I think he's brushing his teeth with the chainsaw on the counter. Yeah, and yeah. Ellen tries to calm him down with the little sparky line. And he goes, "Ellen, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine." And then as soon as he leaves, he goes, "The top of the the stair staircase, the knob. He cuts it <laughs> he off. Jumps. Because <laughs> well, because it's been broken. So you know that's the easy way out. Well, the fact that the first sign should have been when he came out of the garage and he's wearing a hockey mask with a chainsaw. Well, that's the first scene. That's the first time he comes out because that's like the leather face. He's where that's when he says, I'll shove it up. I'll shove it up your ass. Oh, it's right. Oh, okay. He didn't have it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I think it would have been funnier if he had it yeah, now was, instead of earlier. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> Wait, did you say leather face? Yeah. When he, the way mask. he's holding. No, the way he's holding oh, the, the chainsaw hold, okay. is okay. the first text chance. Yeah, yeah. 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 So then the, another like funny gag. I love the squirrel that's in the tree when you hear the sounds and the dogs chasing it and the squirrel squirrel jumps on his back and I love that he's like, hey, where is it? Yeah. <laughs> and then he's running up the stairs while the and squirrel's was, on his back. That was very you know, I feel like they were freaking out a little too much over a squirrel. Yeah, like, I, I can understand like I don't like mice and you know, we had a mouse in the house recently and I made my daughter go get it. You know, like, or, or at least look for it. She didn't go get it. I made her look for it. Um, but I don't like mice. You know, I, you know, I don't like bats, mice. Um, that would be scarier because bats. Right. You don't know Scary. what they're going to do. Right. And you'd yeah. be, and you'd be creeped out. A squirrel. Yeah. And you don't want it in your house, but I don't know if you would freak out. The, I mean, the mother was playing dead on the floor. She was laying on the floor playing dead. You know, they're all <laughs> screaming, running around that. First of all, by you running out of the room because of the squirrel. Now you're not going to know where it is. <laughs> that is true. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't that be worse? Because now it, it could be anywhere in the house and you just don't know when it's going to come out. Like, <laughs> what, Wouldn't you want to know where it is? <laughs> and I, then what do you say? He goes, and he goes, and he goes, I'm going to get the, I'm going to get the pillowcase and beat it to death or something like that. Is that, or because <laughs> he had the hammer oh, no, or the, something. Him and the dad are looking at each other and it's like, you put it on top. <laughs> yeah. No, but he, but he told, he told his wife, I'm going to get, the, I'm going to get it. I'm going to, he goes, or she said, you're going to beat it to death or something like that. Like, <laughs> that's your way of getting it out to beat it to death. <laughs> and then this is at the same time this is going on. Todd Marger outside and she's like, you're not going to go. Fine. I'm going to go to the door. And at that very same time is when snot sees the squirrel jumps at it, knocks the door down and knocks her out. And, and then he quickly shuts the door. So he literally sees his neighbor getting mauled by a dog and he basically pretends like he didn't see it <laughs> and he shuts the door. I, I, I have to assume that's illegal. Like, I don't uh, know if, if your dog starts attacking your neighbor, if you can just pretend like you didn't see it, everything's okay. 
Well, not even if you're, if you saw your neighbor in distress and even if you saw your neighbor trip and fall and like break his neck, I think you have to do something. You can't you just do, go back inside. But you're talking about this. You could like, at least they broke their, their neck. It already happened. All right. You know, you could call an ambulance here. You're seeing an attack happen right in front of you. You could stop the dog from making anything worse than what's going to happen to begin with. Like she's going to get her face eaten off. And you're basically yeah. just, and you're basically going, I mean, this is a Rottweiler. So you're yeah. like, you know, she's, I mean, she's lucky she's able to walk home and she does, you know, but he just literally shuts the door and lets the dog maul his neighbor. <laughs> and Todd's just as bad. How did she get knocked out and like have to crawl home? Because he was already on the couch reading a book. <laughs> no, 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 because no, he didn't go. She says you got to go I mean. next. Oh yeah, so he didn't go at all. So he's yeah, he's he's a, he, no. They were outside the house. They were outside of the house when they had that argument. No, but yeah, but Todd, but Todd didn't walk over. He was at the. Oh, so you're saying he saw the wife get mauled, and he's like, no, oh. he was still no, he was still. They were outside of their house when they made that decision. So right, he goes, you got to knock on that door. So right. instead of waiting for, he just said, oh, you're gonna handle this. I'm gonna go inside. Or maybe he saw her getting mauled and he's like, this might be my way out. So he wants to make sure it's done before he went upstairs. Like they were were pretty much done anyway. Like they must've been on their, on a rocky relationship, maybe because of the Griswolds. Maybe that was like causing stress because when she knocks him out, he must've left. And that was a hard punch. Like he, she knocked knocked him over the couch. (laughs) We know she can push and she can, she pushed. She pushes hard. She does push hard. <laughs> and then this is another one. We talked about the other rant that he does the half, half, happy when he's freaking yep. out and because everybody wants to leave, that, which he doesn't yeah. want them to at all. That's enough. Well, not for nothing. At this point, you've just gone through everything. You're going to wait it out. Like you're going to like, it's not even, it's, I think it's Christmas Eve at this point. Right, it I is, think it's yeah. Christmas. Right, okay, so it's Christmas Eve. You're they're gonna leave on Christmas Eve after everything else they've been through. I'm on Clark's side in this one. No, I agree. And the fact I love that it ends with the last line: "How could things get worse?" And then we cut to seeing Eddie's RV leaving a very nice house. Leaving a very now, yeah. I mean, first of all, how did Eddie get there? How, how did, did Eddie? Where was? How did how did Eddie know where his boss lived? <laughs> I Unless mean, the letter, which this wouldn't make sense, why would the letter be from the boss's residence? But no, that's the only okay. guess I have. Okay, I'm gonna say the ready uh, Eddie doesn't know how to read. That's first of all. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so I I and I don't think he's smart enough to put two and two together to look at the envelope and see that's the boss's address. I mean, he literally took Clark's word like for 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 seriousness of kidnapping his boss. I don't think he so. He should not have found that. He has no GPS. Okay, so okay, okay. So even if he does have the address on the envelope, how does he know how to get there? <laughs> he's not from the area, you know. He doesn't live around a corner. So how would he find his, his boss's house? I'm sure he can't read a map either. So, can't yeah. read a map. And uh, now the boss is obviously loaded. Got a lot of money. He doesn't have an alarm system or anything that Eddie could just walk in there and tie him up and bring him out. <laughs> Because I, I, I'm assuming Eddie wasn't the most quiet during kidnapping. Like, I, 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 I wish there was like part of the video of showing the actual kidnapping. I would and like to see that. How he did it, yeah. yeah, yeah. How he did it. It's not like he had a gun. 
Right. You no. didn't have a fake weapon. Not at all. It's not like you had anything. Yeah. So how how did he get inside the house? Because <laughs> they they look like the type of people that would look through a peephole, and they look at him, they wouldn't open the door. Yeah, and he just took him, left the wife, and the wife watched the whole thing. <laughs> so what did he do to get that? It's not like he had a fake gun, though. No? Yeah, yeah. That is true. <laughs> how about Clark's dad when he's trying to console his his son, and he goes, Dad, how'd you get through all those holidays? They were so hectic when we were a kid. And he goes, I got through it with the help of Jack Daniels. <laughs> And That's you know what? Good. That whole scene, though, was pretty good, though, because it was like there really wasn't a lot of comedy in their conversation. There was like, you know, it was a little tender moment between father and son. You know, uh, it was pretty neat. It was. And then he goes, hey, dad, are you going to read yeah, yeah. before Christmas? <laughs> and he goes, nope, it's your house. It's your yeah. turn to do it. And everything's calm. Everything's nice. calm. And he's reading it and everything's good. And then in the middle of a line, he looks over and he sees outside Eddie and his boss tied up with a giant ribbon on his chest. <laughs> and I, again, without a gun and everything else, I just wonder how Eddie did this. And this is Clark's second kidnapping because he kind of kidnapped John Candy in the first one. He did, yeah. So, he did. Well, in the second one, his wife gets kidnapped. Right? Doesn't she get kidnapped a little from the wasn't there wasn't there like I thought she I got think kidnapped. So. I gotta be honest, European is not one that I watch as often. I haven't seen it in a long time. I mean there are funny scenes, so I haven't seen it in a while, but yeah. All right. <laughs> I watch Vegas. Vegas is one I watch a lot. Vegas is good. Wayne Newton. She leaves him for Wayne Newton. <laughs> but yeah. So then we have again, like anyone, you have this boss, he has a lot of money when he sees what really happens. He gets confronted and he gets really quiet. I love his response to show that he doesn't understand, but he's still an uppity dick. He goes, it's people like you, the little people. <laughs> he had to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. <to. laughs> but he I gives mean, the bonus back. But did yeah. he say how much? He just says he all say. the bonuses are back, right? Yeah. So he easily could have done that. Like, like, so, and he just chose to do jelly of the month. What and and I love the fact that when the cops do get there, that they they agree that the boss is a scumbag. Like you, you got, actually, the, like, the cop actually says, "If I had a rubber hose, yeah. I'd beat you with it." Which is kind of weird, though. Like what? Like of all the things he can grab, why would like a rubber hose? I never understood that phrase. phrase. <laughs> it makes no sense. Ro- I guess it hurts because it's like a whip. But what? A yeah, but there's a lot thing. of things you can you could say. You know that you know, a rubber hose. Like I, just, I don't know. <laughs> no. That didn't make sense. So, so to talk about the jelly of the month thing, so it let's say Clark's bonus is twenty five grand, right? Because it has to be that much money that he's gonna do the pool that he puts down a seven seventy five hundred dollar deposit. How many employees are there? So this decision, the jelly of the month, probably costs what fifty dollars <laughs> tops back so, then. Yeah. So this guy has to talk to the board of directors and be like, "Hey guys, I went back on the decision, and now we have to pay out." How many employees do they have? Even if they have 10 employees. Jesus Christ. Dude, that's 250 grand. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. That is very fun. And you're talking about back then. So, you know, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> God. And the next scene's so great, too, because just the way the cops, when they get to the house, to the tune of, here comes Santa Claus. Here comes Santa Claus. And, like, it's a whole SWAT team. Like it's like you know hardcore, and they go into that's what I was talking about. Like Margot kicked Todd out 
because she's like, Todd, I told you not to come back. And the SWAT team busts in the door down. So not only is her windows are messed up, the CD player that was so expensive back then ruined. Now she has no front door. All because The entire court. house got destroyed in a yeah. matter of a week. Because, I mean, uh, this basically all happens in a week with her house. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And, and the line that goes with it, Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. And then that's when the SWAT team busts into the window. And they tell everybody to freeze. And I love Beverly D'Angelo. <laughs> I would, I, that had to be, I bet you that was ad libbed. Oh, with her hand right on it? Yeah. I don't think that was planned. I think that was, and, it, and I'm, I'm hoping it's ad libbed because that's hysterical. That's yeah, like, you know, so like that's a, such a funny joke. Like, you know, it's, yeah. that's amazing. Uh, and even the wife's pissed at Brian Doyle Murray about it. She's like, how cheap could you be? Yeah. Which is funny because like, you know, a lot of these movies, like when you have like the rich couple, like she would totally be a, for him saving money for they get. But yeah, it just shows you like what a jerk he is. So that was pretty yeah. funny. And then that's, that's it. Then they go outside. They see the Christmas star. Well, the uncle, doesn't he say it's not a Christmas star? What does he call it? Um, power plant no no what do you say it, he said it was a Christmas star and then someone said it was it, it made some kind of joke that it wasn't a Christmas star it was something else I forget what he said but yeah and then they start smelling something yeah and and then when he lights the stogie was it before or after the nat, then she started singing the national anthem, anthem. After, no no so it blows up and then she sings <laughs> play ball she, and he goes flying uh, I yeah. mean, this guy, so he lights up the tree. So he really is the biggest tro- troublemaker more than almost anybody because he, he almost blows up the house when he lights a cigar, a stupid cigar he has. And then, well, don't don't forget, his, his toupee fell off at the beginning too when he first <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Clark's like trying to put it on him. <laughs> yes. So, okay. So this guy almost blows up the house twice in the front and in the house. How the heck is he living with Aunt Bethany? How are they still alive? Like they, <laughs> like I, I feel like they're just like a murder blow up or whatever waiting to happen. Like they're accidents waiting to happen. They're like a Mister Magoo if they were a couple. Like <laughs> the fact that whatever they do, I could watch a movie with them. Like them just doing whatever oh. and everyone else getting hurt, but except them. That's yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. So, but yeah, I mean, th- but if you think about it in reality, they're living together. They're lucky to be alive. So, because he might be as as senile as she is. Oh, he's pretty. <laughs> yeah, he definitely is. And then they see Santa. That's the end of the movie. You see Santa Claus, and then I do love the panning out of Clark. The way that, like the camera pulls out and the credits start going. Man, such a great movie! I'm so happy that we we're able to cover a gr- the greatest Christmas sequel of all time. Yes, you know, and you don't even have to ask me. I, I for all my, the fans out there that think I hate every movie, I love this movie. Okay, so there you go. Okay, this is by far. I, I this is a movie that I watch every Christmas, every holiday. Um, I watch it every year, and it's funny every single time. You know, it's it's one of those movies that I think it never ages, and the jokes as many times you can see it, you're gonna laugh every single time. It's such a exactly. classic. A classic movie. I, I absolutely we, love it. And we talked about so many of them that still are so funny. And they're so different from John Hughes, like what most people know him for. They're just so 
just it's like just, in depth. You know what? Jokes. They're well. Well, I think part. I think this. It's twofold. I think it's one. They're so well written. Like the comedy minds back then were so different. But I think yeah. the other thing is the actors are able to to again put more of their like. Chevy Chase is known for the ad libbing. Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd, like oh, Bill Murray, like I mean Caddyshack. Bill Murray makes up all that stuff. You know, yeah. like they don't do that today as much as as like they did back then. And it just it just shows. Like it just they don't make comedies like they used to. They really don't. You know, um, and this is just again a classic. Classic. Yeah, of course and it, you have so to see this movie. Every I'm assuming I'm assuming your order is two, four, one, three. Right, so it's Chris. I'm mean, sorry, well, not two. I, I, I made Christmas. So Christmas to Vegas to the first one to the second one. That's your that's your order, uh, right? No, I wouldn't say. Um, I do love Vegas Vacation. So now I guess that I guess it would be sort of in that or almost. I love that's, Vegas Vacation. I think that one's so it, it is underrated. I just think to me the first one is just so classic. Like no, I, mean, I agree. I agree. You know, and I think so. I love. I mean, I love the first one. So I, I would go one. To Christmas, to Vegas, to two. I think, yeah, I think you're probably you probably know do that. Two, two is funny. I mean, you know, it has its. You know, it's not up there with the other ones, but it's still worth watching. It's still funny. It's still Clark. You know, um, I, it, you got to watch it. I mean, I, I would say, every, no matter what, you got to watch all of them. Hey, They're I got them all on VHS, man. We got to cover all of them. So <laughs> yeah, that'd be awesome. Oh man. So yeah, of course you have to watch it. It's a Christmas staple. So yeah, so that is this is our last sequel of 2021. And we're kicking off 2022 with Batman Forever, a very underrated installment in the franchise, a great cast, and a title track that Seal Kiss from Rose. But so come on, who doesn't know that song? I, I had a soundtrack on CD. I used to have a soundtrack, soundtrack on CD. There's a lot. That, I mean, Offspring's on there, and like there's a lot of good songs. But I mean, this is like Jim Carrey's like highlight. You know, like he was so big back then so you couldn't pick a better riddler i mean he was perfect for the as a riddler it's i love this movie it's you know i know it doesn't get as much love as the other ones but i think it's a great movie yeah dude just think of who's in it you know val yeah. kilmer i think does a great oh, job tommy does. lee jones no is great as two-face this was the uh the schumacher yeah he went into the making it look more like the colors and go from the darkness to bring it to be more like a comic book. Like, yeah, no, it, was, it was great. So listen, you're going to two movies in a row that I like. So we're hitting it banks. So I, I know, I know there's a, a string of movies that are going to bring me right back down. So let's keep the train rolling right now, at least for the next one. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, she's great in this. And I was like, enough to interview special effects artist, Eddie Yang. And he was a sculptor on this movie and he did some painting uh, during this installment, but he also worked on so many epic movies over the years: Predator, Gremlins Two, Return of the Swamp Thing, and so many more, like Avatar, you name it. And what was really cool was his the way his origin story, the way that he wanted to do this so much at such a young age. When he saw American Werewolf in London, he fell in love with the work behind it. And then at the age of sixteen, he started cold calling and just going to studios. And That's the awesome. story is so great. Then years later, he was able to connect with Rick Baker, work with his studio. So, so many great stories about that. So, don't forget to review, rate, share our podcast. Follow us on all social media at Sequels Only. And don't forget to check out our website, SequelsOnly.com. Good night. Good night.